From COK Studios in Nina Totenberg's trailer, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider a special Consider Your Health report on the coronavirus from Alex Truman. We'll also consider a tribute to a major retail and food icon, Trader Joe. And we'll consider if you can feel the love tonight. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from OMG McFlippies, now serving all meals with our special new OMG McSurgical Masks. All masks come complete with a straw, so you can still eat out, but not spread or contract the coronavirus. OMG McFlippies, flip in some germ-free flavor, neighbor. And Steyer for President 2020. Oops, never mind. Mayor Pete for President. Nope. Um, Mike Bloomberg, 2020. He's got the most money anyway. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Last week, after criticism over his administration's response to the coronavirus outbreak, President Trump called a press conference and named Vice President Mike Pence, who oversaw the increase of AIDS in Indiana, as the new coronavirus czar. Pence announced that the U.S. would elevate an advisory to Americans to not travel to highly affected parts of Italy and South Korea. Labs across the United States are ramping up their ability to test for the coronavirus, and public health officials are anxiously awaiting results that could start to reveal its secret movements around the country. While the virus is spreading in the U.S., the general threat to most Americans remains low. That is not true in China, South Korea, Italy, and Iran, however. Those countries have seen far larger outbreaks, and the prevalence of the disease has caused stocks from around the globe to plummet. In the studio with us is handsome financial reporter Chris Rydell, host of the show Stocks and Things. Chris, what can you tell us about the massive effect the coronavirus is having on the world economy? That's pretty crazy, Connor. I didn't think numbers could go that low. Like, seriously, I bet they've never been this low, probably. Really? What about, like, the 2008 recession or the Great Depression? I mean, yeah, those were pretty bad too, I guess. Uh, Honestly, though, I wasn't there, so I can't say for sure. Let's just uh, agree to disagree on that. Fair enough. What can we expect as this goes on in the next few weeks? I'd guess more bad stuff, uh, unless they can find a cure real soon or something. Have they they found a cure? Please tell me there's a cure. Uh, No, there's no vaccine yet. Oh, bummer. Uh, Then yeah, still pretty bad for the market. Uh, Just look at the line on my little stock app. It's so sad. It just keeps going down. See? Do you see how sad it is, Connor? Yeah, is there anything more specific you can tell us? Uh, About what? Uh, What effect the coronavirus will have on the world stock market over the next few weeks. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, you have companies worried about their supply chains, meaning they're not sure where they're going to get the parts they need. There are places in China and Italy where whole cities and towns are under lockdown, which means no economic activity will take place. So you're seeing what always happens when investors get scared about the future. They're selling stock. This epidemic is different than a 9-11 or the 2011 Japanese tsunami because it's difficult to see the end of it and how the market will ultimately react when everything is all said and done. Wow, Chris, that was really insightful. Really? Awesome. Yeah, cool. Uh, Yeah, it's just what my little app said under the news tab. I never even noticed that until today. That's, That's awesome. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I'm glad that I could help. That was handsome financial reporter Chris Rydell. 
Now here to discuss what can be done to keep the coronavirus from spreading here in the U.S. and in our communities is our Consider Your Health reporter, Alex Truman. Alex is joining us remotely from an undisclosed location. Hi, Dida. Where are you exactly? I am in a hyperbaric, gerb-free isolation chamber several miles below sea level. The location is a secret because I don't want the virus or anyone with the virus to find me. I've waited out many a pandemic down here, so not to worry about my very, very, very compromised immune system. Oh, that's good. Oh, I'm glad we were able to get a signal down to you. Oh, I have all the technological gadgets and gizmos necessary for phone, internet, and TV. I have to make sure I can watch my murders and health documentaries, Dinah. There's a great new one that's a combo murder and health documentary called Murder at the Ear Clinic. Oh, that sounds like a nice setup. What can our listeners do to help avoid contracting and spreading coronavirus? I'm assuming that most people haven't got an underground sterile bunker like I do. So I say to them, wash your hands. That is literally the best advice I could give. In addition to that, make sure you stay home if you feel sick. Cough into your elbow and try not to touch your mouth or face. Uh, And uh, what about wearing a mask? Ugh. The Surgeon General has said repeatedly for people to stop buying masks. Healthcare professionals are the ones who need surgical masks most. So if you are sick, stay home. Don't go out in a mask. And masks are not a great way to avoid the virus anyway. You know what is a great way to avoid the virus? A germ-free isolation chamber? Yes! And... Hand washing. Even down here in the bunker, I wash my hands every 20 minutes. You can't be too careful. Sadly, my hands get easily chapped, and I have chronic eczema, so I follow each hand washing with a liberal dollop of my special salve. It helps keep my sores from cracking open. Oh, good to know. Uh, I plan to wash my hands right after this segment. Good for you, Dinah. And don't just wash them quickly. My rule of thumb is to hub stairway to heaven in its entirety each time I wash. So I'm sure to get all the gerbs. But that song is over eight minutes long. I thought you just needed to sing happy birthday twice to have an effective hand washing. (laughs) It's your funeral, Dinah. I am virus free on a stairway to heaven. Thanks for the report, Alex. My pleasure. See you in a few months. That was Consider Your Health with Alex Truman. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to some melancholy news. On Friday, more than three decades after he retired from Trader Joe's, the chain that still bears his name, Joe Columbe, died in Pasadena at the age of 89. Anyone who enjoys public radio shows like this one is guaranteed to also enjoy Trader Joe's. Public radio and Trader Joe's go together like peanut butter and jelly. Or, to be more apropos, they go together like some two-buck chuck and a lovely slice of manchego cheese. Here with an obituary is our own Trevin Motley. 
Trader Joe's is literally the only store I shop at. I mean, it's full of reasonably priced yet delicious items that have punny, smart, and self-referential names. I'll never forget the first time I tried Hold the Cone mini ice cream cones, or the time that Trader Joe's cashier finished bagging my groceries and asked me, what are you passionate about? I don't think my last boyfriend even got that intimate with me. In fact, I know he didn't. I was reading my fearless flyer last week when I got a Google alert that Trader Joe had died. I nearly spit out a mouthful of Joe O's and started crying. Who is Trader Joe? He gave us so much, like the lentil, bruschetta, and feta cheese dip, and yet we know so little about him. Now he's dead. But thankfully, I interviewed him for my old podcast, Tea Time with Trevin. Here is an excerpt from my chat with the one and only Trader Joe. Thanks for joining me today, Trader Joe. Yes, indeed, son. You can just call me Joe. No, I, I couldn't. Can I? No, no, no. Trader Joe, how did you get the idea to start the greatest store in the history of white, college-educated, affluent people? Well, it's funny you should put it that way. We absolutely cater to smart, college-educated public radio types. They ate up our stuff with a spoon. Especially our samples. White people love samples more than tote bags, which we also sold to them by the gross. It's true, we do love tote bags. I have at least 20. I mean, ah. Anyway, how did you get started? All the Trader Joe's were located near centers of learning. Pasadena, where I opened the first one, was because Pasadena is the epitome of a well-educated town. Trader Joe's is for overeducated and underpaid people. For all the classical musicians, museum curators, journalists. That's why we've always had good press, frankly. Oh my god, you're so smart. What made your stuff like catnip for the overeducated? Well, we took stuff that seems healthy, slapped a quirky name on it, and sold it for cheap. We also had lots of good, cheap wine, which educated white people love more than pig love slop. Oh my god, they so do. I know, because I myself am white. And educated. It was pretty easy, actually. I'm proud of what we did, because we have happy employees, good products, and that's led to happy customers, by golly. That's great. I have one more extremely important question. When will you be bringing back the Trader Ming's little box noodle entree things? Well, if they've been gone for a while, they're probably not coming back. Sorry. Ah. Since you're my guest, I will try to stay polite. But damn you! Damn you, Trader Joe! Would you like some pumpkin JoJo's? Would I? I mean, yes, but I'm still mad. I don't know who am I kidding. I love you. I love you, Trader Joe. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> that was my chat with the late, great Trader Joe. If you need me, I'll be over here crying into a bag of reduced guilt cheese puffs. <laughs> That's the form my grief is taking. It's what Trader Joe would have wanted. Thanks for that tribute, Trevin. Now it's time for this week's edition of Our Big Little Wins. Congrats to Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana, who ended his campaign for president on Sunday. We know how hard it must be to leave the race, but the silver lining is that you won't have to take any more heat from that mean Amy Klobuchar on the debate stage anymore. Avoiding her snarky mom jokes is definitely a big little win. Congrats also to Jessica Francis in Bountiful, who found a Hufflepuff branded surgical mask on Amazon that she can wear to keep germs out. Now you can rep your Hogwarts house and avoid the coronavirus at the same time. Well done on this potterific big little win. Stop buying masks! If you or someone you know has a big little win they'd like to share with us, post it on Facebook or send us a tweet.
That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us for breaking news on Twitter at ConsiderOurNow. You can also go to our website for more of our 2020 Consider the Vote coverage. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do it at iTunes or at Stitcher. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. You know what is great to avoid the the fuck? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you. Yeah, please do.